Hello, everyone. Welcome to Shelters by Jesus radio podcast. My name is Al. I'm here with my co-host, Seth. Good morning, Seth. Hey, good morning, Al. And it's spring. How about that? I love it. Well, we have a great topic today, homelessness, its causes, maybe some cures, and we're looking at it from a biblical standpoint. So stay tuned. Thank you for joining us. So how are you, Al? I'm doing pretty good, Seth. We've been busy, aren't we? We're busy people. So busy. We had to take a week off from the podcast because we had so much going on. Yeah, but people should know that we just love the Lord and we love Mm. our listeners and we pray for you and hopefully you can pray for us too. But we're doing this because the pay is right. We're making heavenly investments and and we we love to just spread the good news and the hope that Jesus Christ has for us all. Amen. Amen. Yeah, amen. So this is a homeless shelter. It is. It's called Shelters by Jesus, and there have been other places that have followed this prototypes, if you may. Mm -hmm. There's one in the sister cities of Lewiston and Auburn now. Yes. And it's kind of tailored around this idea that was started going back now 12 years, I guess, about. 14. 14. Boy, time flies. Mm -hmm. So 14 years ago, pastor of this particular church, Pastor Richard Berry, had an opportunity to minister to someone who was with out of home. He followed the Lord's leading and one thing led to another. And so now we have a shelter here. It is a faith-based shelter. And it you is. Wanna just talk well, to yeah. That so point? let's talk, first of all, why it's called Sheltered by Jesus. Mm. So as you said, Al, pastor took in a friend, Mike, Yep. And gave him a couch. And then the congregation originally voted to allow more homeless to stay here. But then, you know, it's it's a church. It's not a shelter. So there were code violations. Considerations. There were yeah. Considerations, things like that. And then Pastor, if you read his first book, he'll tell you all about what happened here. But now, because of Jesus Christ... By the way, not to interrupt you, but how can people get a hold of that book? Is that still in print? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. They can go to Amazon.com or they can contact us here and we can ship them one. And the cost is $10 or free. If you can't afford the $10, we still want you to read about God's miracles. And if someone wanted to pay a little bit more to maybe help promote this and keep this uh, ministry going, could they do that? Oh, yeah, yeah. We've had people pay way more than than $10 to get a book because really they're donating to the shelter. Sure. And the proceeds, 100% of the proceeds of the book go to the shelter. They don't go to anybody's pocket. Yeah, we're 100% funded by just the in-kind gratitude of other believers and people that just want to support this ministry and what's going on. Yeah, God moving can read about that. And then there's been three subsequent books that begin to tell just the wonderful stories of what happens when people come here. And And when you operate in faith. And when you operate in faith. So pastor had to build a shelter if he was going to continue to help people. Now, he had zero money, zero equipment, zero supplies. That doesn't add up on paper. It does not. And so he prayed. He said, Lord, if this is what you want, you're going to have to supply it. Years later, now, Al, we have a million dollar building that houses the homeless. Yeah. And it was completely constructed by the generosity of other people. So we had companies that donated gravel, wood, metal, siding, electrical, plumbing, professional kitchen, laundry mat. All these things were donated to us because we had no money to do it. But because of pastor's faithfulness and willingness to trust in the Lord for our source, he would just pray and say, Dad, I need this. I need that. And sure enough, it would show up. Sometimes at the 11th hour, too. Most of the time. Yeah, a lot of times. It just was a real walk of faith. 
right? And mm. so out of nothing, God built something. And then the stories that come with this place and the history that's now... The salvations, the baptisms, the growth. Yeah, stuff. praise the Lord. It, it really is. It's all evidence that it's His will. Yeah. Thousands, uh, yeah. really. I love what Pastor, one of the sayings he coined, one of the Christmases, I don't know if it was a recent one, but he said, there's always room at the inn. Mm-hmm. And so that is so true in this particular ministry here and that there have been times when we've been full to the gills and overflowing and then people come and I just got no place to stay. So we make a place for them in the sanctuary. We, we If we have to, we will. We try our best to never turn anyone away. And I'll tell you something, the term faith-based really means we live by faith. We receive no funding from the government, whether the state or county or the town or the federal government. We, see, we receive absolutely zero funds from them. So the only way we're able to operate is through the kindness and generosity of our listeners uh, and other supporters. And they do. And God moves their hearts, and that's how we're able to stay in business. It was no. amazing. You know, as the thing was, the whole ministry was growing, I remember it was probably 10 years ago now. I might be wrong in that time, but the state of Maine even recognized this place mm. as being a crisis intervention center to some degree, and they named it Crisis Intervention Place of the Year. Yeah. Something to that effect. Yeah. And so Pastor went down and was going to receive the award, and they said, now, they pulled him aside, and they said, now, Pastor, you know, we understand you know, you're faith-based and what have you, but we're the government here, and we're, we're giving you this award, so can you kind of like just not mention anything about Jesus? He said, you can imagine Pastor Barry. Pastor Barry and so he yeah. said, uh, I'm sorry. No, I'm not. I am proud of my Savior. Amen and what he does and something to that effect he said and so he says if you're not going to let me say something about my Lord and Savior then I'm not going to accept the award yeah and let's be open with our finances and they allowed him to do it otherwise he's not going to take the award you're right let's be open about something here and we want our donators to understand this we understand especially in these tough times many people give to us Al sacrificially we have college students that give to us now you know how hard it is to be in college and to try to raise money to eat Mm -hmm. And we have people on Social Security. We have people who give freely and sacrificially. Yes. And because they do that, our board is very open and honest about where our finances go. Mm-hmm. We have Ken Allen, who is our CEO and CFO, mm-hmm. chief financial officer, and he squeezes every single penny. Yep. He believes that we owe people, because they give sacrificially, an open, honest book, and we are accountable to them. So we endeavor to be good stewards Very of what good God stewards has of what God and gives we, us. We really do stretch it, and we, a lot mm-hmm. of volunteer work goes on. If we started a list, kind of like what John said in the end of his gospel, if everything was written down, there wouldn't be enough bookshelves. And the people yeah. that were involved in making this shelter come to a reality, God used so many people, believers and, and non-believers, but yeah. we maintain our faith here. We do. So we have staff here, myself included, that do not get paid for what we do. We volunteer our time. We volunteer our efforts. 100% of donations go directly to the shelter. So most of the staff have come from that ranks of in position of being homeless. Homeless. Yeah. And so I, you know, I've told people, I said, I know that this is, you're getting your second wind. This is a great place to do so. And God bless you, your survivors. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up because it ain't over yet. 
it ain't over yet, it ain't over yet. I do preach that. But worse things could happen than to be on staff here and be part of this ministry. And they understand that. And there's some people that have answered that call and are on this ministry. It is an amazing story. It is an amazing story. My years of experiences here, and we're going to get into a bunch of stuff about causes and statistics and things like that. But speaking of causes... Related to homelessness. Yes. Yes. So we talk about homelessness. You know, there's a stigma, and this is a shameful thing, and we'll get into some Bible verses that show us why, but there's a stigma that says, well, if they're homeless, they're a druggie, they're an alcoholic, and they don't deserve our attention because they did it to themselves. You know, folks, there's something that I, I want to share with you, my heart in that area. I know that everybody that walks through this door is here because either something drastic happened or yes, they made poor choices. But the one thing they all have in common is they have been hurt and abandoned. And that is where we like to intervene and show them that they have value and that people care and that we love them. In my experience, the four causations if you will, of homelessness have been addiction would probably be the second highest. The first highest would be mental illness. Then we have your occasional individual who's just lazy, doesn't want to work, couch surfs, and ends up eventually burning his bridges and then ends up here. And then our smallest percentage is generally those who life just kicked them down and they just need a moment to get back on their feet, find a job again. And they're the ones who usually don't stay very long. But we have addicts, mental illness, laziness, and just a rough turn in, in life. This thought occurred to me, escaping abusive situations. Yeah. So that's also something that's happened too, but that happens at least for us, rarely. But it does happen where we'll get a woman who's calling us and she's crying and she's like, look, I need to keep my kid and we need to get out of the house. You know, I'm tired of being beaten. I'm tired of my child being beaten. Can we please come to your shelter? And at that point, I don't even do the background check we usually do. I just say, come and we'll do the background check later so that you can be in a safe place. Because usually by then, too, they have the police involved. And By the way, for our listeners to know that we consider this a safe place and it takes work to make that happen. Yeah, it does. Uh, Seth, you coming on board, has it been three years now? Yeah. Be crazy. In, in April, it'll be three years. Three years. I know that you were just, you're a real techie guy anyway, uh, but you we put up surveillance cameras. Everywhere. For the right reasons. Yep. And so people know that. We put security measures in place all over with respect to deliveries of things here, mail type of things, just like yep. our boxes are secure out front there. The distribution of medications mm-hmm. uh, and the securement of those, yep. just a lot of things. And we have rules and regulations, but they're designed to keep our community safe here. Yeah, we do have some understandings. I just wanted our people to know that too. We are. We have, like you said, security cameras that don't just capture video, but capture audio. We have a very alert staff. We do our best to keep everything locked at night. You know, medications are locked in a safe. We run all the names by the police department too, so they know who's here. So we do all that stuff just to, you know, and and it's been working great. It's created an atmosphere of peace. It's created an atmosphere of safety and everyone is getting along wonderfully. I mean, we have our occasional dispute, but when you live with other people, you're going to have that. We've come a long way. I yeah. Mean, because uh, really, we didn't go to the internet and find some blueprint on how to run it. I feel like <laughs> the Lord just said, like, do to the least of these, mm. you've done it unto me. And mm. so we started giving cups of cold water and meals, so to speak, and clothing the ones that were in need. The Bible does talk about the poor. 
poor. They're always going to be around us. And poor in spirit, too, you know, that are down. Well, you bring an excellent point. We get people who come and they check out the shelter. and Oh, we'd love to start a homeless shelter where we live. But they want to start where we're at. Yeah. And what they don't understand is unless you have a rich uncle who's going to give you millions of dollars, you really can't start where we're at. You've got to build slow. And I would advise that anyway, because if you're going to try to just jump in where we're at and give yourself no opportunity to grow and gain experience as to what it is to work with the homeless, you're going to get burnt out fast. You're going to be frustrated very quickly. That potential is there. Yeah. You've got to take it slow. Pastor even suggested to a few people. It it has taken just so much work. And like you say, faith, that can be exhausting too. It is exhausting. And so, Yeah. yeah. And we've learned by trial and error. Well, pastor suggested to this one individual that maybe just start with a family, one family or, or one individual and grow it from there. And see what's what. See what's what. Now, you can learn a lot by coming to us or to another shelter like us. Sure. And, you know, how do you guys do this? How do you do that? And avoid some of those hard lessons to learn. But if you're going to jump in and go for it, you really got to understand if you're not called to do it, it's going to wipe you out. So let's take some of these causes. And folks, I know you can look up on the internet and say causes of, I did it actually last night. And mm. I, I looked up causes of homelessness and, and we can see the governmental purview view of this whole thing. And this is from a different look. And we're going to be talking with Seth, who is the director here at this shelter by Jesus, shelter by Jesus. And I'm on staff here. And so this is from what we have seen firsthand. This is a first person account on what we see and what we feel to be some of the leading causes. It's not a comprehensive list. It's not all inclusive. Yeah, it's not exhaustive. Yeah, it's not exhaustive. That's the word I was looking for. It's the real deal. It's where the Mm -hmm. rubber meets the road. And so let's talk about one of these issue, Seth, if you could. Yeah. Um, you said probably the number one cause is mental illness. Yeah. Let's start with that one. So the state of Maine closed down a lot of the mental hospitals. Facilities. Right. There were specifically for those with mental illness. Uh, they passed a, a rule called the right to fail, which meant that everyone has a right to try and live in society. And if they fail, they fail. Well, the issue is that they created this enormous gap for these folks to get help. Now, we have amazing organizations in this state Mm -hmm. that really do their best to help the mentally ill. And I am so grateful for them. We work with several of them because usually what they'll do is they'll have somebody that they have a client that needs a place to be and they'll call us and we'll do the background check. And I'm going to say the greater majority of the time we're able to say yes, we'll definitely help them. The thing about mental illness is that you are dealing with an unknown. Mm -hmm. And that's the scariest part. You know, we've had people here with bipolar, schizophrenia, audible voices, voices in their head, anger issues, trauma from the past. So they're homeless because of this condition that they're experiencing. It can prevent them from making logical decisions to better their lives when most of what they do is reacting from either something that isn't real, or if it is real, they're acting to it emotionally rather than logically. Mm -hmm. And that's unfortunate. If we do get people here with mental illness, our requirement is that they have medication that they're taking and they have to be med compliant. That way we can help them. We just love our neighbor as ourselves. That's an act of God in order to just take someone that you've never seen before and care enough to say, let's see what we can do here. Right. Let's give it a shot. We do that with mental illness. That is something we do all the time. Now, we will get, sometimes we'll get people who have severe mental disorders. We can't 
help them because they have to have a monochrome of self-sufficiency here so that they can meet with their case managers, look for housing, get medical insurance, look for work, things like that. And if they're severely mentally disturbed, then we just don't have trained staff here to do that. And then if they're severely physically disabled, like we had an organization try to get somebody here who was bedridden and would needed to have been changed and showered. And I just don't have people here qualified to do that. Right. And that's a liability that we just can't take. Yes. So there are people at times we have to say no to. And that's never something that we're comfortable doing because we want Jesus shared with everybody. But there are times we have to. So mental illness is probably our biggest... Leading cause. Yeah, our biggest leading cause in our residents. So that condition then puts them in a situation where they can't maybe hold down a job, uh, make the proper money management. That's a big one. You know, so that they, you know, they can be evicted because of that. Right. Um, And what what we tend to do is work closely with organizations from the state that can help them. Would you consider severe anxiety to fall into that category? No, we've had people here with severe anxiety. We've had people here with PTSD. But would that be fall into that category? Of mental illness? Yes. That would fall into that category? Yes, because that's what the state views it as, too, as a mental condition. Can people get healed? Yes. We've had people here healed from it. Now, basically what I find is that once someone comes here and they're willing to do what they have to do, they start to discover that this place is a safe place. It is a place where, not that we don't have disputes from resident to resident, but they're not going to be abused here. They're not going to be beaten up. They're not going to be chased around. You know, this is a place for them to calm down, come to know the Lord, relax, take a deep breath, figure out what your next step is. We've seen people really, really change. And they can overcome that to some extent. You and I were just chatting offline before we came on, and what a variance of backgrounds that we come into contact with, particularly even with a spiritual background. I mean, it it runs the whole gamut, really. It goes from people that have no church experience or belief, really like, I guess we would term them an atheist. Yeah, we've had people come in, like you said, Al, that aren't believers or are from a different religion. So yeah, Yeah. some people, I mean, we here at the shelter are non-denominational. Yeah. do have statements of faith that we feel very strongly about and adhere to. And quite simply, we believe that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except by him. It says that in Matthew. Mm -hmm. And Jesus, that's red letter version. He said that himself. And so we adhere to that. We also understand that people come from different backgrounds. You know, when the sun sets you free, you'll be free indeed. I don't don't know how else to say it except that we've been freed from that religious spirit of just gotta do things this way or else. Mm. It's about real growth. It's about building a relationship with Jesus Christ. You can't expect someone, Al, when they get saved that very week to have the knowledge, experience, and obedience that you have. No. So what we do here is we bring people to the Lord and then we disciple them. We allow them to make mistakes and understand that that mistake doesn't doom you, but you do need to go to the Lord about it. Mm -hmm. And you do need to ask him to help you with this. So here's the person with some sort of mental condition, mental illness of some sort. Sometimes it takes a few times to hear this gospel and then in such a way that they're going to just, it'll click. And that's just how the Holy Spirit works sometimes. They they hear it and there's a number of different teachers here seven or eight different teachers that they might hear on a regular basis during the course of the week because we have the Bible studies at night and then we have the weekend services. And so they'll hear different individuals and that's just how the Holy Spirit works sometimes. He tailors something for that individual. So they hear something, it clicks. You don't have to understand it all, dear listeners. You know that too. And Seth and I have learned that. You don't have to understand everything, but God loves you with an unending love. Such that he'd go to the cross for you, for all your sins. And so people hear 
hear that, they hear it in such a fresh way, and mm. they hear it differently, the same message, and it clicks. They get saved by the thousands. Well, we're preaching Over to the them, not at them. Yep. We're sharing the gospel. We are encouraging questions. We're discipling people. And so they start to figure out that, you know, they're not judging me. Mm-hmm. They're loving me, and they're telling me the truth, and I need this. So there's different causes for mental illness. I Mm -hmm. understand that. There can be trauma in a person's life. And Mm -hmm. imagine that, the brain and just how complex it is. What an infinite creator that we have that made us. uh, Well, there can be, like you said, there can be trauma. There can be trauma. There can be physical damage, like they were born a certain way. Yeah, or have been in some sort of an accident. Traumatic brain injury. Traumatic brain brain injury. Right. Yeah, and that can definitely cause mental illness. And and sometimes there can be addiction abuse Mm -hmm. that ends up taking its toll on a person's... It comes down to this question now. Do you love the Lord enough to take a risk on a person, no matter where they're at? Because God does. God will take a risk on anybody to get them to know him. Now, it's not a risk for the Lord. He knows the outcome, but the point is valid. I don't know where that person is with the Lord, and I don't know if that person's going to choose the Lord, but what I do know is I'm called to share the gospel with that person. I don't want that person's blood on my hands. I want that person to come to know the Lord. And you know what? It would be easy for me to push aside the quote-unquote dregs of society and let them by the wayside, but I would be like that rich man who passed that poor man who sat outside his gate that the Bible speaks of every single day, and then one day, God's going to look at me and say, I put that person there for you to take care of, and you ignored them. So my question to people is this. There are homeless in every single city in this country. There's not one city that doesn't have homeless. And you know what some of those homeless people are, Al? Kids, unaccompanied kids left out on the streets to fend for themselves. You justify that to the Lord. You go to church and you clap your hands and you sing your songs, you feel good about each other, and you go home to your luxurious houses and eat your luxurious meals, and you leave these people outside. And God gives us very strict warnings about that behavior. So I would want to be justified through my behavior in the Lord, that I'm caring for these people and I'm feeding these people all through God's strength, right? Seth isn't doing it because Seth's such a good guy. Seth is doing it through the Lord's strength and the Lord's blessings. But you know what, Al? I can go to the Lord answering Matthew 7, 21. I fed them. I clothed them. I gave them shelter. I visited them when they were sick. I saw them in prison, Lord. They were a stranger. We took them in. So when he says that, I can say, yes, I did. We've been talking about some of the causes of homelessness. Well, at the top of the list is mental illness. We also touched on it a little bit. Having a relationship with the Lord, there are possibilities that people can be healed to different degrees of that to become more functional in society. And we've seen that here, haven't we, Seth? We have. So that is something that we just, we see the potential. God's given us his eyes to a degree, hasn't he? He Because, you know, you see somebody, you experience it and just say, okay, if you can go with the rules here, be respectful at the services. You may not believe it all. You may not understand it all. But then we have seen results. Folks, we want to thank you for giving us your ears and for yeah. listening to Al and I share with you the causations of homeless as far as we're experienced and a little bit about Shelters by Jesus. we got two more episodes, Al, to yeah, talk about homelessness. Hopefully can cover up some of these. Cover yeah, some more and of these share stuff. some verses with you about Absolutely. what God says about homelessness. Sure. If you'd like to learn more about Shelters by Jesus, you can visit us at www.sheltersbyjesus.com. There you can find a donate button if God God moves your heart to support us that we can continue to take people off the street and introduce them to Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Great place to go and do it. We also have our documentary there. If you are interested in the story about how Shelters by Jesus came about, you can order pastor's books. Let us know. We'll ship them to you. Uh, they're $10 or free. And like Al said earlier, if you want to give more, you can give more. If you'd like to learn more about the podcast, you can go to 
sbjradio.com. You can also give us a phone call at 207-474-8833, or you can write us a letter at 12 McClellan Street, Skowhegan, Maine, 04976. We'll see you folks on the next episode. Al, it was good to see you. See you too. God bless our listeners. Amen.